Hi and welcome to this uh, episode. I am so much looking forward to this conversation for a very long time. Thank you for joining at a short notice of 15 minutes. And uh, I would also want to thank uh, the guest who dropped out at the last moment because in that sense, uh, a dream of mine has come true by having you as a guest. So I want to start uh, welcoming you. Adarsh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm Adarsh, I'm from Mysore and uh, I'm a housewife. Hmm. Oh my God. Okay, she's also an engineer and she's quite brilliant at her work. Uh, she's opted to live this life of simplicity uh, uh, and really does well in whatever she picks up as much as I know of her. So I want to begin this uh, conversation on a note of a certain vulnerability that you pointed out when we were speaking last, which is around 10, 15 minutes back. Uh, you were uh, unsure that you are able to articulate your thoughts well. How do you deal with this and uh, what is it that really perturbs you about this? Um, I, uh, you know, when I hear other people and uh, then I listen to myself, I do feel I'm not very articulate. Um, and uh, I'm, I, I'm trying, but uh, I'm not successful. I keep trying though. Uh, some people, uh, they know exactly what to say, how to say their choice of words. And um, I'm still learning. So I guess in that sense, I said, I'm not articulate. Okay, uh, this is very interesting because uh, I personally have a feeling that uh, articulating the deeper thoughts that one has or when the conversation really means something to us, uh, be it whosoever we are having it with, whether it is for this kind of recording or uh, even a conversation that we land up having with friends who we are very close to when we are trying to think aloud. Uh, the way you speak, I, I think it often reminds me that nothing is to be taken for granted and every word has to be thought through in the sense of, is it really exactly what I want to say about the matter? So is it not actually a, a, a good habit to have that others among us should inculcate? Why would you think that it is a, it needs to be improved upon? Um, I feel it needs to be improved upon because my, uh, you know, I know that my thought process is just haywire. It goes everywhere. And um, during any conversation, you know, there is a certain flow. You don't want to uh, disrupt that flow, but uh, which I uh, feel I tend to do a lot in my conversations. I, I just go off on a tangent. Uh, because of my experience of speaking to you on various occasions on a number of issues, a lot of them 
on subjects which are very difficult to speak about to start with. Mm -hmm. uh, as, although this series is on vulnerability, I think uh, my relationship with a few friends like you is more about those spaces only. So when I speak, uh, I, I think I value what comes because I know it has been sorted out within. And uh, the time taken does not perturb me as a listener because at times, uh, now for example, I'll give you a good example that comes up. When I started the values workshop conversations, uh, when there were topics for changing every week, uh, this kind of uh, stopping and saying uh, was scoffed at and a lot of people didn't like it and they wanted to me to improve upon it. And these days I do this again after we have shifted to being on video. Most of my guests have now been on video as well. Uh, I still mumble, I still fumble, try and find the right word that I'm trying to say. And now it seems like there is a lot of gravitas to what I'm saying because nobody seems to be complaining about this uh, as long as they can see me. Which I find is just a manner of senses. So when their visual sense was not being uh, getting the input that they wanted, they, they thought uh, I was not articulate enough. Whereas uh, I personally think it's, it's just the way that I like people to have conversations which are worthy of our time. Because a lot of us, I spend a lot of time uh, wasting it talking about things that don't really matter or improve anybody's life, including mine. And often I think that is waste of uh, good energy. But having said that, one has to be easy with oneself and life is complicated without us trying to <laughs> further that cause. <laughs> <clears throat> So my question to you is, is there any other way that you can relook at your, what you call your vulnerability? Or is it also a sense of limitation of vocabulary that, that makes you feel that, no, I wish I had a better way to communicate what I have been thinking? Is that the problem, according to you? Um. I feel uh, somewhere deep inside, it may be an insecurity. And uh, um, it also, I feel uh, the thought that, you know, things have to be a certain way. Ah. Uh, things have to be a certain way. I. Um, somewhere deep inside have not accepted that it can be in other ways also and it is still okay and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very uh, stuck in my mind that no this has to be like this conversations are like this you know that kind of uh, ideal in my head uh, with you as the director, I think uh, art movies would not get made then if this was right. 
there are a lot of silences in them a lot of meaningful conversations which need not always be uh, in a linear fashion but having said that i want to uh, bring in one more thing you said there is a sense of deep sense of being sure that conversations have to be a certain way have you ever uh, stayed with that thought and found out where does that come from has there been any or going into the pop psychology mode is there anything that got stuck there when somebody said something when you were uh, fumbling at some point is there anything uh, like that oh uh, no i think in uh, a couple of uh, conversations you know people have told me oh you're repeating yourself you're talking the same thing and uh, probably cut cut me off and then they're perfectly justified because this is something which i have to work on um so things like that and that is where i uh, felt yes maybe i have to change there is something in me that i have to change what was your age when this was said to you do you, would you remember what was the age group that you belonged to i was a teenager okay um i am quoting somebody else here i used to collect quotes uh, add them in a diary so somebody said ki do not laugh do not laugh at a youth for his affections he is just trying one face after another to find out his own and uh, would you not be <clears throat> would you not want to be kind to your youthful self and relook at this premise i do agree that uh, there is always room for improvement that all of us have but since this conversation is being so real and so authentic in its well, we could have been having this conversation on phone without the camera on i think we would still have the same conversation which is a delight because today i really thought that i want to operate in a space where you could also ask me difficult questions and we will try and be in a space of genuine vulnerability irrespective of uh, knowing that we will be overheard so my question to you would you not be willing to relook at it and being kind to the youthful others who uh, who was also taking feedback uh, but was obviously disappointed in herself at that point of time because you stayed with this for for a long time uh yes uh and i think uh, it um i mean this is the first time during this conversation that uh, i'm thinking of being kind to my uh, you know teenage self um it will definitely take time because that uh, mindset and that uh, uh, that thought has been reinforced all these yeah. years by my own self so uh i'm sure it is not easy but uh, in after this conversation i'm sure i'm going to try and uh, be kinder to my former yeah. self and uh, try to get over this yeah this this idea came to me from something that i read where uh, a lot of people uh, berate if i remember the word correctly the meaning of the word berate themselves for being a certain way uh, 
in the last two years, we've seen a lot of people going into some kind of depressive stage, uh, clinical or not, because of uh, COVID bringing up all kinds of fears. Um, a friend of mine was traveling from Nasik, uh, and he was saying he, he saw a couple wearing nets on their heads and hands covered and gloves and socks and uh, afraid of you know catching something so much so that the uh, we were having a laugh because the hubby found when uh, the crowd was lesser he wanted to go get some fresh air on the door of the train and uh, the wife glared at him and he had to come back <laughs> so uh, i while i appreciate this point of view that uh, the world has not gone through a very easy time in the last two years itself also but it is a similar thing we are all uh, grappling with quote unquote weaker versions of ourselves post these two years because of our our trust in the world had to be like in a certain manner i remember many times when i had to go fetch something or um, go out uh, around say evening seven or eight. I used to find it very eerie that the whole world was locked down. Like there were only street lights were on and there were no lights coming from any of the shops. Uh, there were no people on the road and it seemed like a bad Hollywood movie plot that I was part of. Because when you saw that, you always knew that there was, oh, this is a story they are telling us. But this was real in comparison. So, um, the reason why I'm talking about this is the younger uh, others at that point of time, however kind she was to others or however open-minded she was to developing her own self, would have wanted to hear that it's all right, uh, you shall grow and improve in time. Because there's no... Okay, I'll, I'll reframe and you know ask you a, another question. Uh, since this topic and this this event itself is very small in itself, but the ramifications seem much bigger when I'm thinking about it. Uh, with all due respect, uh, please stop me if at any point you think this is on camera, uh, you wouldn't want to talk about it. But uh, say for example, there are a lot of people that we look up to who are opposite of what we are. They seem to have the characteristics that we desire to have in our own person. Yes. Many a time I have come close to such people and I have realized that there is a false sense of bravado. Um, the, the face behind the mask is something else altogether. They have the same problems at times, if not um, sometimes similar problems, sometimes other problems, but they are as vulnerable as any of us. Hmm. So how come you have not ever accounted for that kind of thought process all these years? Uh, is there any other pattern of thought that has been you know, making you beat yourself up saying, I'm not saying beat yourself up in a very strong, harsh sense because I thought you've never, um, it's not your first conversation starter that I don't speak very well. You, you're okay. You talk normally and till the time comes where you are really trying to say something sub substantial or something worthy, at that point you start going into this zone. So what are your thoughts about, uh, are there any other mind uh, flows, if I were to call them, which have led to this? Um, no, I think uh, 
at some uh, level i am extremely comfortable with who i am and my thought yeah. process and everything i'm very com- comfortable but um, i think uh, there is also this uh, streak of striving for perfection oh. uh, uh, so and in those moments i feel no just like what you mentioned uh, i should be like that person i should be able to talk well i should be able to phrase this well you know that kind of uh, feeling hmm. so um, i i i agree with what you said that uh, there are people we look up to who are very articulate and all but they, they are uh, they do seem vulnerable in many other ways um yeah uh and uh, most of the times i uh, i do feel that uh, you know uh, striving for perfection uh, it is like a, a shield it uh, protects us from being seen for who we are, really are mm-hmm. and wow. that's what i feel i i sometimes do feel that way but uh, yeah you still strive <laughs> i still strive <laughs> okay i have a a little different uh, question here now hmm. you said you are comfortable with the way you are otherwise hmm. so uh, one smaller superficial question hmm. and uh, a little more deeper question the superficial question is do you is this just public persona that is important to you that i should come across as this is that what it is that's my superficial question and the second deeper question is um when you are in this mind space of i am good as i am why does this uh, limitation not be included in that why should that be separated from this persona is a deeper question the first question is is it about public maybe they are connected also now that i am seeing them in a certain way um see i i think it is uh, very uh, similar to what we learn in our uh, meditation discourses uh, about uh, painting the picture we paint ah. a picture of ourselves yeah and we want that image to be in everyone's mind whomever we interact with we want that image to be in their minds yeah um so i'm sure uh it is a uh, same thing uh, same case with me also yeah. Like, like, yeah. Uh, though i say i am comfortable which i am i am very comfortable with uh, who i who i am but yes there is a element of this um and uh, i i i think it is uh, i mean the dichotomy we can you know some things can just not be explained that's just how who we are and um, in the process of talking to you uh, as it's today or over our uh, numerous conversations It's, it's always helped me understand more about myself i mean whether you uh, accept it or not 
but our conversations have thrown so much of light into my own thought process. I guess, uh, well, I accept it in the sense that I like to provoke people. Uh, I personally have had a very difficult journey in terms of self-acceptance because very often I berated myself in not being um, handsome enough or presentable enough and to a larger extent even now um, most of the times I am very casual about how I come across to people. Uh, I have wondered about it at times but I have come to terms with uh, this is how I am and uh, there is no need to push it because uh, every time I have tried to uh, be formal with people and go across and do what people are doing I find uh, it weighs very heavily on my mind. Yes, I it, it really weighs very heavily on my mind because uh, I think there is already a lot of turmoil inside uh, everyone's life. In terms, when you start taking this journey inwards, it's never going to be easy. You know, a lot of these are like you said. One part is how we want others to see us. One part is how I see myself, and that fabric. Uh, changing its texture, its color, uh, again and again and again. And I do not really know who I am very often because it's a very vulnerable space that you are, you're trying to figure out where you stand. Uh, okay, this is who I am. Uh, I remember when I decided that I'm not going to lie. I think first few weeks, I didn't even realize that I was lying. I kept lying right, left and center. And after four weeks, I would realize, oh, I told you this, but this is not what I meant. So then I went into overdrive. I would call you and say, look, you know, I told you that I was very good in college. I was not so good. I was average. And you would say, are you mad or something? Why would you bring this topic again? It's not even important. But to me, it was like, uh, no, 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 you are a liar. You're like, you're there. You, you will never improve. Not that I am like, everything I say is the truth. Abhibhi, I cannot be very sure because my own understanding and perspective is shifting so, so many times. But there are attempts to find out, okay, is the truth what I feel at that moment? And am I saying this? Uh, or at least withholding this instead of saying an exactly opposite thing or in the worst and uh, while I cannot narrate some stuff uh, on the camera, but there have been times when I'm being absolutely nasty but I'll tell you truthfully that I'm being nasty to you. I will not bother about you. I'll say I'm going to be rude and this is what you're getting and I'll really tear you to bits. But on your face, on the call, whatever it is, I will not mince my words or else if I'm trying to uh, entice you with something to get you into an idea that I bought into, no, no, let's go here, let's do this or whatever it is. I tell you, look, I'm enticing you. I'm going to use these words and this is how I'm going to convince you. I do not pretend to be otherwise. So this is where I stand in terms of even binding myself, how I adhere to a certain level of truth. Uh, is it the truth really? I'm unsure yet. But it is my truth for that moment for sure, as much as possible. Um, having said that, even that itself is a job. Uh, very often I do not have the guts to you know, open up and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Hmm. Or else yeah. I'll make up excuses not to say this to you because I don't want to get caught. Hmm. 
so uh, coming back to uh, questioning you uh, I still want you to delve a little on that part because I am not very convinced with what you said. One part of us obviously wants to paint a certain picture in everybody's mind saying this is it. But since I have known you uh, for whatever little time that I have known you in our, in our brief lives, um, I find you do, do provoke the same line of questioning inside you how am I and what am I and what are these thoughts about? Um, so within that, how is it possible that you very uh, very strictly demarcated the two things? One was that this is what I'm not good at, but yes, I'm comfortable with myself. Did it never occur to you that they do intermingle and I should look into the thought process? Uh, if it didn't, why did it not? And if it did, uh, what were your reactions if at any point, you know, you followed this point, process of thought? Um, I think, uh, frankly, maybe I, uh, I'm one of those people in certain uh, areas, I just see black and white. I don't see a gray area. <laughs> I don't see, I mean, my uh, mind doesn't have that capability to see a gray area in some aspects of life. Okay. So uh, I, I have never, Christian, uh, I've just, I accept uh, the way I think. Uh, but unless there is something uh, which occurs to me which says, no, this could be the other way. Only hmm. then I can um, try to see things from a different perspective. Otherwise, I am, <coughs> I'm, I'm just accepted. This is how it is, and this is how I'll be. You know, whether it is my reaction to circumstances or uh, uh, the way I handle myself in uh, society or uh, uh, elsewhere or with friends, I, I, I just accept it. There is. Uh, Nothing in me, at least, uh, which says I have to be like the other person or I have to think like the other person, except when it comes to being articulate. Being articulate? Yeah, because when I see someone who is very articulate, I feel, oh, I wish I was like that. Okay. Okay, I have a very interesting question here. Sorry to interrupt you. Hmm. Uh, because this is exactly the mind space I want to get into. Uh, I will also perhaps lose it. Uh, there is this little part of, you know, when we are on the self-improvement uh, mode, uh, especially in the meditation uh, practice that we have with us now, there are a lot of initial do's and don'ts that we take for granted. It's not presented to us in that manner, but because we are trying to walk a path which we've never, at least I had never thought of or accepted as normal because it was like street smartness was the way to deal with the world was my uh, way of looking at life. So then you start saying, no, no, this part is of you is corrupt and you want to be honest or you want to be good about it. 
So the question is for both of us actually. I don't have an answer to this. I have been thinking about it myself. That when you are strict with yourself, how is one kind to another person? Because we allow the same space to the other person, uh, but at times we are fairly strict with ourselves. So when we are trying to, you know, tell them, uh, well, sorry, I, the question is exactly actually opposite of what I was saying. The idea is when I, I am practicing on a daily basis for a certain amount of time and you come to me, you have a problem. I say that your solution lies in picking up the practice and you give me, no, I have an ailing aunt or uncle or this is the problem, that is the problem, the children and this and that, whatever the worldly things that one gets stuck with and which have to be taken care of, obviously. At that point, I find sometimes it's been very difficult for me to give the same space to the other person because I think, hello, I have worked on myself with a lot of difficulty. Why should I allow you the liberty to be free on that one? How does one deal with this thought process? I'm sorry, can you please repeat the last? Uh, the last How does one deal with this thought process? Hmm. Uh, I I would I would generally put myself in the other person's shoes and think I mean after listening to the other person think what the person is going through and then respond. Does it make? Yeah, it does. It does. Because I, think, I... Yeah. sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I, that's how I have also uh, tried to, you know, come to terms with these kind of thought processes. And of late, I'm a little more um, easy going about it because I also realize that the journey is what is making the person what he or she is in that moment. And uh, yeah, I'm still judgmental and I'm like very, very judgmental about a lot of things as I realize and I try and not be, but there is a lot of judgment. But there is also the space of, look, there might be reasons that you are unaware of or your comprehension of their uh, life space might not be as deep as you think it is. Of course, yeah, the rules... Absolutely. It's the yes. same for all of us. Yes. But like you said, unless we are going to get into their minds, it's always going to be a little tricky because we are we know only our life for sure. And that too also I think for sure is a disclaimer I would want to say with our limited understanding. Yeah. And so when you advise, I mean, the, uh, any other person, you know, it is like you can... Uh, you can give them okay a range of uh, uh, you know thinking channels but then uh, so that they can choose because they know their situation much better than any of us because there are some you know int intricacies which we don't know even though they tell us a lot there are some things which we won't know so it's just uh, providing you know you can show them okay these are the things and help them make a decision you know we cannot make the decision for them yeah i think this is a very interesting uh, theory because i have i have really struggled with this quite a lot i have a lot of friends who 
who kind of you know go in and out of friendship with me i'm saying in the way they are in touch with me when they are not in touch with me i know that they are up to no good and because i have been on that path very often and i kind of understand and i have no judgment anymore about them because i know how difficult it is to break a habit pattern and come to terms with this evolving self uh, and which is also not a neither a linear process nor is it cast in stone it keeps changing yes. what we are keeps changing very often and uh, it may not be to our liking many a time morning i may think i am the greatest in the world and by evening i am almost quasi suicidal like what am i doing and the same thought in the same reaction may at times seem like that of course with meditation and regular practice there is a certain sense of balance that comes to things mm. and uh, the same person who was excited in the morning remembers that well this might pass and uh, in the evening also when you are feeling that you the lousiest still you think that okay this too might pass and it kind of gives us a bit of a grounding which is independent of us um i think it is important for us to understand that just as how we are evolving you know yeah or everyone else is evolving yeah yeah so that uh, helps us in not being judgmental because you know if we become more judgmental about ourselves then it is disastrous <laughs> i think it's also a human issue na yes the fact that all of us are if if you were to see the issue as a human issue rather than an adarsh issue or a bunty issue or true xyz issue then it kind of forces it down to okay let's find a solution immediately yes like i don't know uh, three or four of us all meditative friends were sitting and my daughter was sitting and she finds that these guys are like the thickest of friends and they agree on everything and suddenly she finds we have gone on to one of these intelligent discussion where everybody is shouting about everybody else and she <laughs> she is trying to figure out who's right or what is the thing that is happening so we were talking about injustice in the world and uh, how capitalism is a solution was being you know propounded by one guy and i was saying no it's it's another way of um bringing up caste earlier it was caste and now it is the cost of things that keeps people into this and he said a very pertinent thing he said look you want a solution immediately we are not even saying that there is going to be any immediate solution but just the fact that this exists and it is right in the middle of the society and it demands a certain kind of excellence and productivity in you it is taking away the subject from the earlier fight obviously there will be other injustices there will be poverty there will be rich subjugating the poor and all those kinds will still happen but the one thing that has definitely happened is that this is opening up in cities and urban milieu so we as we go further down couple of generation there is a chance there might be a solution so i think this is exactly what you're saying about uh, this was obviously an open ended discussion and we just stopped having the discussion at some point when i think good food came to the table <laughs> we all forgot what we were fighting about <laughs> but uh, i mean in the sense of what you're uh, 
saying that we need to understand the other person as a human being who has his or her own journey to go through things. Uh, so uh, one of the thought processes running in my mind and that I have struggled with, so uh, I would want to ask you how that works. Um, in this tug of war between ourselves, our good and bad sides, uh, if I were to call them that, there is actually no good or bad side. I'm saying just two sides of some kind. One having a particular point of view about the world, which is real time, which is which is what it is. It could be good, bad, ugly. Uh, I might uh, I might be enticed by some kind of food, and I know that I am completely attached to that kind of food. And uh, the doctor says that you are not supposed to do this, and not you know consume it beyond a certain point. <clears throat> Or rather, I, for my own spiritual, like I have a meditative friend who's struggling with non-vegetarian for a couple of years and he always keeps talking about it whenever we speak. And I find it like uh, amazing that he's been trying to work on himself, but this is one thing that he's unable to unravel. So uh, without getting into the particularity of non-veg, veg and those kind of things, I'm just giving that as an example. When there is this tug of war within us, and whatever resolutions you found, is there a pattern to them? Uh, is there anything in particular that has told you, okay, like I'll give you an example again about myself. Initially, there is a lot of cleverness to the, to the approach that one has to any problem. You try and solve it through various means that you have, you know, uh, talking to people or coming up with solutions or reading upon it or doing this or that. But oftenly the tricky ones are the ones that don't get resolved with all these regular ways of solving it. And uh, very early I understood uh, as a writer in the creative process also that unless you let go of the burden <coughs> to solve it, it's not yours. <coughs> Sorry, it's come to you. There is some learning in there for you. But you have to get out of the way. So very often I found that it worked for me when I, I had the sense of let go. So is there any modus operandi that you find helps you? Um, or is there anything that you particularly do as a thought process or you study it in a certain manner? Is there anything that you want to talk about? Or is there any fixed way of doing things or not at all? Um, I feel uh, I typically don't beat myself if I'm uh, unable to do something. Uh, and I forgive myself. Okay, this time you couldn't do it try again next time and i believe uh, the change has to be it has to evolve organically you know um like initially my husband did not i'm, I'm just giving you an example he said stop eating rice you know he just said stop eating rice and you know just at one go you all your life you've eaten rice 
and then suddenly you cannot stop it. So we are we used to have a lot of arguments regarding that, but then it's you know slowly until I understood you know how bad it was and all that, and then I changed. And uh, that is just an example uh, which I give, which I do it for everything. You know, I feel I, I'm very forgiving of myself. If I make mistakes, I forgive myself. Okay. So you guys don't eat rice anymore? No, we do eat. Uh, of course, even he has evolved since then. <laughs> but uh, not as a staple diet, not like day in and day out how it was before. Yeah, okay. By the way, this part was sponsored by a rice brand. That is just an example I gave. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I want to go a little more deeper than that. Uh, habit patterns sometimes are very, they are good manifestations to check. Uh, but sometimes the problems are far more subtle. So for example, You know something is not good for you at all. Say you don't, like I have not been exercising at all I'm in a very lethargic space for a long time. And uh, I have all kinds of excuses for it. And, and I keep, when I'm unwell, uh, I go to the doctor and take some pills and I'm okay. So the doctor has been advising for a while now. So, you know, do at least a, I like I like to walk very leisurely. He said, "No, have a brisk walk, jog sometimes, do different kinds of things." And it's not that I haven't started. I start a couple of days. I am like on it, and then three four days down the line again, something is lost, and again I pick up the. I realize in my mind there is no such point that I want to do it. It's always a like an outside push that's happening, and I'm working to get my mind to get into that place where I want to do it. After that, it's not a problem at all because then it becomes enjoyable because it's your decision to back it up even if there is a problem and stuff like that. So trying to figure out that space. I have some physical problems in terms of um, timing clash with my sitting. And I don't know how to figure out that time. So it is there. It's not that it's not there. But I haven't even got down to I'm like I've given it up. Like, okay, there's no time in the morning. I can't do this. And why should I not? So it's always either or. So some days if I actually go for my walk, then I am unable to sit because the timing is clashing. And I've tried waking up early, but I have don't I sometimes sleep late. So there's no rhythm to it. So my question comes from there, the mind space. Forget the physicality of the problem that I just mentioned. The mind is unhappy about the fact that I am. I should be in a particular manner. It is also accepting of the fact that I am not. So how does one, if you have a problem like that, how do you deal with it? Um, no, to be honest, I, uh, I have the, you know, I can relate to this because on many occasions I have been like, you know, what you just mentioned. Uh, I think that is where meditation helped me a lot. Okay. Uh -huh. Where I became more mindful 
of what uh, you know i think uh, mindfulness helped me uh, fill in that uh, gap between i should do and i have like you know that confusion in the mind you know that that gap um, mindfulness was very helpful so i accepted that you know yes okay i have to do this but i don't right now i'm not able to do it and then when i kept observing myself it's like every time i would come up with a reason and then i realized it was just me being plain lazy about not doing it so that's when that uh, habit pattern i could change yeah that's a good answer so our daily practice initially i the same thing in uh, laziness laziness was a big issue i didn't want to uh, meditate i was lazy i kept giving reasons i knew i had to do it but i wouldn't but then just being mindful was very beneficial it helped me come out of it so thank you so much for being such a sport about what otherwise is a very sensitive topic i hope all viewers gain out of this and may uh, all share the merits of our bravery that we have tried to uh, show on camera sure. it was wonderful talking to you one thank you thank you thank you so much